Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us and helping us to understand and grow spiritually. We want to be like Christ, Lord. We want to take the image of Christ into our life. We don't want to be the same. We want to be transformed from glory to glory to glory by the Word of God and by the Spirit of the living God. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today by your Holy Spirit, not a man speaking to people, but the Spirit of the Lord speaks to his people. I'm just your vessel, and may your Holy Spirit anoint me to speak the word of God today. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Today, I would like to talk about another key to connect to heaven. I talked about this a year ago, but I never finished the whole series. So I bring this back off and on. In the previous sermons, we talked about one of the keys is worship. When we worship God, God enthroned that place. The presence of God will be there. And heaven is open over the place of worship. Another way, another key to connect to heaven is to walk or to live in the business of the blessing. Our God loves to bless people. So if you want to be connecting to heaven, you need to live a life that is in the business of the Father. And that is the business of the blessing. We love to bless people. We want to be the vessel of God to flow in to bless others. Today, I would like to talk to another key to connect to heaven. You need to understand that heaven has no sickness, no poverty, no failure, no heartache, nothing, no cancer. So it's so good that if our life is connected to heaven all the time, everything in heaven comes to our personal life, family, our workplace, and our church and ministry. The connection between us and heaven. If you study the Bible carefully, you will see that many servants of the Lord in the Bible had that lifestyle. Their lifestyle is so connected to the things in heaven. Today, I would like to talk about one man in the Bible, and I like this man very much. His lifestyle, the way of his life, definitely has heaven open over him. And that man, his name is David. David. I'm going to read many, many scriptures to show you the way, the key that David open heaven over his life. Many of you have known that David was the youngest of the eight sons of Jesse. And his father and his brothers, seven brothers, older seven brothers, never looked at him too much. They thought that he would not do anything great. He was just a shepherd out in the field, the young boy, small guy, not good looking at that time. He was left in the field. When Samuel the prophet showed up in the house of Jesse, Jesse brought in one son at a time, but Jesse never even thought about calling David to come into the house. David, no way, no way. He will not be a king of Israel. So after seven boys, seven men passed by Samuel, Samuel saw the good-looking, or this soldier, very handsome men. But the Holy Spirit talked to him, No, 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 not these seven men. Samuel faced a challenge, because how am I going to find a king for Israel? Normally, people would look for very tall, good-looking, 
handsome and smart man to be the head or to be the leader of any organization. Is that right? And that's what happened when Samuel looked at all these smart and very good-looking men, seven boys of Jesse. He was thinking, why not these people? And we can see in the Bible that God did not look at the outward appearance. He looked at the heart. Today, I want to talk about one of the keys to touch heaven. That is a heart fully dedicated to God. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 13 to 14, And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought, listen carefully, has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. From this scripture, we can see that Saul did not have a heart totally dedicated to God. Even though he was a good-looking man, tall and handsome, but his heart was not right. He did not obey the Lord, and the Lord spoke to Samuel the prophet, your kingdom is going to come to an end. I will choose another man, a man after God's own heart. And now we're going to study the characteristic of this man. His name is David. When Samuel talked to King Saul this way, do you know that he risked his life? He might be killed because he was talking to the man who holds the power of life and death. He was the king. But unlike Samuel, because Samuel did not fear man. He feared God more than man. He was willing to speak the truth to King Saul that you guy, you did not obey the Lord. The Lord cannot pick somebody else, not you anymore, not you, even your children anymore. Why wow, we're so bold to speak the truth. If we want to be the servant of God, we need to fear God more than men. We need to dare to speak the truth in love and in grace. Amen? We should not play politics in the church. We should speak the truth to one another. But Samuel still wondered, who is this man? These seven men passed by. He asked the daddy, do you have any more son? And the daddy said, yeah, one youngest son out there. He's just a shepherd. Call him in. So eventually, David showed up. And by the Spirit, Samuel saw the potential king, the potential general, army general, the potential prophet, the potential man of God who has the heart for God in this young man named David. Initially, when Saul looked at his brother, they're all good-looking, handsome, but the Lord looked at the heart. I give you an example. The oldest son of Jesse, look at his heart. It's true here. That's why God did not pick him to be the king. First Samuel chapter 17, 28. Now, Eliab, this is the oldest son, oldest brother of David. When he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you felt those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Eliab, the oldest brother, looked down on David. His heart was not right. He has a heart of jealousy and a heart of pride. That's why God did not pick him to be the king of Israel. My brother and sister, 
the whole sermon this morning is about a heart issue. You need to check your heart. What kind of heart you have for God to open heaven over you? David had a different spirit or different heart, and God spoke to Samuel that his way of choosing his servant is different from man's way. As human beings, we tend to pick good-looking, smart, high education, rich. Speaking very well, but God looked at something else. Look at First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You can see here that the Lord looks at the heart. He doesn't look at your physical appearance. He picked you because he looked at your heart. This is something we need to learn as the believer. We need to ask God for the gift of discerning of spirit. We are able to discern supernaturally the spirit of people around us. What kind of spirit they have? Are they walking in the spirit of man or walking in the spirit of God? We need to learn how to be led by the spirit of God. I produced a teaching series called Spirit-Led Living. I believe that that series is very important. You can get it for free of charge at the CD table. I think about 20-something sermons. Very important. Because if the Spirit led you like he led Samuel, you will not make a mistake to marry the, a person with the wrong spirit or to partner with somebody with, with the wrong spirit or pick somebody to be leader who has the wrong spirit. You need to be led by the Spirit. You need to ask God for wisdom who you're going to marry to, who you're going to pick to be your close friend or go vacation with you, or do something together, or partner in the business with you, you need to be led by the Spirit of God inside here, the witness of the Spirit. The Lord chose David, the one who has been previously rejected by his own brothers and his father. But because the Lord saw his heart, the Lord did not look at his outward appearance, Sometimes people look at you and me, and they may think, wow, you will not make it. I remember when I started the church, I went to one of the pastors that I used to go to that church. And the pastor looked at me and said, you're going to start the church, Dr. Lau? I don't think you can make it. You don't have a diploma. You cannot speak English very well. Your accent is very thick. You cannot start a church in America. You're just a baby. But I know the calling. I don't care what men say. I know God called me to start a church. I need to obey it, the Lord. Again, people look at my outward appearance, my accent, my background, but the Lord look at the heart. Amen? When we read the Bible, we can see from the book of Acts, why did God pick David to be the king? Acts 13, 22-24. And when he had removed him, means Saul, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said. I like that. I want that God give testimony or the description about me this way. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. From this man's seed, according to the promise, not only King David was picked to be the king, but he was the ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. God raised up for Israel a savior, Jesus. After John had first preached before his coming and the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. The reason God picked David, 
because God looked at his heart. This man, David, at a heart, it goes after God. He wants to have the heart that look like the heart of God. Merciful, generous, giving, honest, loyal, obedient. King David has the right heart. His heart is seeking the face of God. His heart is dedicated to God. His, this man, the heart goes after God 100%. I pray that all of you who are listening to this teaching will check your heart and see whether you have the heart like King David or not. Can God label you a man, a woman after my own heart? Your heart, when we put the stethoscope Listen and look, or use the microscope and look at your heart. God say, wow, that person's heart looks like my heart. He goes after me. He loves me so much. He will do my will. Do you know that God mentioned about David in the Bible, in the whole Bible, um, about 1,000 times? Because this man is so different from other people. That's why Open heaven was over him. He wrote the book of Psalm. He heard the voice of God. God was with him. When he threw the stone, heaven supported him, and Goliath fell down. Everything he did, wow, heaven opened over him because he has the right heart. I pray that this key will be for your life. That from today on, you're going to see heaven is open over you because you have a heart fully dedicated to the Lord. We will get the glimpse of why God chose David by looking at what he did in his life. I'm going to show you more scripture, and I'd like to follow David's example. David is a man after God's own heart. He loved the presence of God so much. He wanted the presence of God to come closer to where he lived. He wanted the presence of God to where he needed to make a major decision for the country. When he faced challenges of his life, David wanted the presence of the Lord to be with him all day and every single day. He wanted the presence of God with him personally, in his home, and in his business. He's the man who loved the presence of God. Look at what the Bible says in First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 1 to 2. In that generation, the presence of God was not everywhere. But definitely the presence of God, I'm talking about the tangible presence of God. The glory of the Lord was in the Ark of the Covenant in that generation. First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 1 to 2. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. David erected a tabernacle close to his home, put the ark in there so that the presence of God was around him all the time. Then they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Wow, what a powerful scripture here. David so fell in love with God. He loved the presence of God. He sought the face of God. He was an intense and extravagant worshiper. He loved to worship the Lord so much. He set up worship 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop. And not only, only that, he loved the Lord so much that he honored the Lord all the time by giving offering to the Lord. He gave the peace offering. He gave the burnt offering because he honored the Lord. He loved God more than money. This kind of man I want to be like. A man who loved to worship. In fact, when you love God so much, you are the extravagant worshiper. And you honor the Lord so much. You may be persecuted. You may be despised and rejected and criticized by somebody. 
That's what happened to David. When David one day worshipped the Lord on the street, he took out his garment, and his wife named Michal looked at him and, "Oh, this guy crazy! He made fool of himself." Michal really criticized David on that day, and eventually David had to confront her, and the Lord punished her. Look at what happened. Second Samuel chapter six, twenty-one to twenty-three. So David said to Michal, "It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father. Michal's father is King Saul, and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight." But as for the maid servant of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Wow! God punished Michal because she looked down on the heart of King David. My brother, sister, when you go after the Lord, hundred percent. Your heart is fully dedicated to God. You may be persecuted, despised, rejected. I remember when I first came into the file of God, file of revival in 1995, 96, 97. At that time, I just so hungry for God. I want the file of God to touch me. I love to worship the Lord. I want the presence of God. I did not understand about the glory until I met the file of God in 1996, 1997. And I remember, I lost all of my pastoral friends all over the world. They thought that I was crazy. They even make fun of me. When I sat down with them for lunch or dinner, they would make fun of me. They would laugh and act like they fall down on the ground in front of me. And I was sitting there. Wow! They make fun of me because they know that when I was touched by God, I fell under the power. I laugh. I cry. I look like a mess. But I don't care what people think about me because I want the presence of God. So people look down. That's okay. And eventually, they took me out of position in a big organization because they thought that I was crazy to go after the presence of God. I lost of all of my friends because I pursued the Lord hundred percent. Second Samuel chapter seven verses one to three. Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around, that the king said to Nathan the prophet, "See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside ten curtains." Then Nathan said to the king, "Go, do all that is in your heart." For the Lord is with you. You can see the heart of King David here. David noticed that the presence of God was in the tent. He was living in a nice house, nice place, nice palace, and he said that this is not right. The house of God should look better than my house. He planned to build a temple, but he did not do it. The job was done by his son, King Solomon. But his heart. He loved the kingdom of God so much. He loved the house of God so much. I want to encourage all of you, if you want to have the heart of King David like this—a heart, a man, a woman after God's own heart—you care about the business of God, about His church, about His mission, more than just your nice house. You think about His house more than your house, the Church of Jesus Christ. You will be so burned on the inside of you. What can I do to build the kingdom? What can I do to build the house of God? Like what King David did, he wanted to build the temple, which is symbolic of the church today. My dear brother and sister, I tell you about one thing in my life. Thank God that He let me enjoy life so much. I can eat good food. I can enjoy Waikiki Beach. I can enjoy swimming in the Hanama Bay, watching all the fish. I can enjoy traveling, 
having a nice house, a nice car to drive. But I tell you from my heart, I I'm not craving for all those things at all. In Hawaii this time, we were eating very good Vietnamese food, pho, and also some sushi. It's so delicious. But I tell you, I am not attached to it. I enjoyed it, but I'm not attached to those things. I enjoy the Waikiki Beach, but I'm not attached to it. I always say to the Lord like this, Lord, thank you so much for letting me enjoy all these things. But I want to tell you right now, the thing that I enjoy the most and I crave and I am hungry for is your presence, is your glory. If you just touch me, you just visit me, come to me, and I can be with you. That's all I need. I hope that you have the same heart. That your heart is seeking after the presence of the Lord, or seeking after His glory and His face. David was not perfect, actually. David made a big mistake. You know his story. David planned to send. Uriah into the front battlefield and steal his wife. He committed murder. He killed a man, not by his own hand, but by his plan. And he took his wife. And what happened? Second Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 to 13. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man, thus say the Lord God of Israel. I like all this Sentences that Nathan talked to David. And I want all of you to put yourself in that sentence, okay? I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wife into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that has been too little, I also would have given you much more if it applied to you. I have brought you to America. I have given you a very godly wife. I have given you a job, money in a bank account, your rental home, your vacation. I have given you a profession, education. And if you don't have enough, Ask me, but don't sin against God. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord? And to do evil in his sight, you have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah and the Hittite to be your wife. Thus say the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, and I will take your wife before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wife in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel before the son. So David said to Nathan, My brother and sister, God has done so much for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus paid the price for us. Please don't despise the Lord. Please don't sin against Him. This scripture really makes me live in the fear of God and in the love of God. If God has done so much for me, I don't want to sin against Him. Because he will find out. You can hide from people, but you cannot hide from God. God knows everything about what you do. Amen? And what you did. So I don't want to despise the Lord. But what David did, and I like this. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not 
die. My brother and sister, one of the characteristic of King David that I like, he make mistake. How many people in this room never make mistake? Raise your hand up. How many people admit that we make mistake? What should we do when the Lord warns us through the Word or through the Holy Spirit that we make mistake? What should we do? I am sorry. I have sinned against you. David, right away at the spot, humble himself, repented of his sin, and he wanted to restore his relationship with God right away. He did not give all the excuses. Oh, pastor, you know you are pastor. You do it. I don't need to do it. Oh, pastor. I give 9.7% of my income to God. I think that's good enough. Give all the excuses. No, King David said, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. He knelt down. He cried. He repented right away. He thought that his relationship and his fellowship with God is more important than anything else in his life. He even said, don't take your spirit from me. Please forgive me. That should be our lifestyle. A man and a woman with a heart fully dedicated to God. Repent easily and humble ourselves before the Lord. With all our strength, we're going to seek the Lord together. Now, we're going to look at how King David worshipped the Lord. I'm going to read some scripture here. First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 10 to 12. Glory in his holy name. This is what David said. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Everyone say, seek the face of the Lord. Evermore. When you have a heart dedicated to God, you will seek the face of God. Or in other words, you try to please Him. You are willing to stand before Him. His eyes, look at your eyes, your eyes at His eyes and say, look at myself. I have clean hands and a pure heart. God shows up in my bedroom, show up in my dining room. I want your presence. I'm seeking you. I'm going to go to church every Sunday. I'm going to go to care group. I'm going to read the Bible. In the car, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to turn on the good teaching. I'm going to pray. Pray and pray. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to talk to you. I will, I'm seeking your face. I want to know you more. That is the heart of King David. Psalm chapter 73, verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. King David draws near to God. Should we draw near to God? I want to draw near to God and the Lord will draw near to me. In other words, God going to open heaven over me. Whatever is in heaven going to come and drop on my life because he draw near to me. When God shows up, everything about him shows up at the same time. His power, his wisdom, his grace, his favor, his victory, his love, his forgiveness, everything going to come with him. And that will soak into my life. That I will not make mistake in my surgery. I will not make mistake in decision-making for my patients. I will not make mistake in my traveling, in my ministry, in my being a dad and a husband. God shows up because I draw near to Him. And the Apostle James said the same thing in James chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. 
again. In the Old Testament, talk about draw near to God, seek His face. The New Testament say, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. But in order to welcome the presence of God, we need to have clean hands and a pure heart. To have clean hands and a pure heart, we have to cooperate with God. Our job and His job. Listen carefully. We cannot have clean hands and a pure heart by ourselves. We need both sides of the story. Our job is to keep reading the word, feeding the word, because the word of God will clean our heart and clean our hand. Not only that, we need to repent every day. When God warns us of something wrong in our life, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm not going to do it again. Stop stealing. Stop using our hand to grab the alcohol bottle and get drunk. Stop going to gambling. Clean hand. You need to repent of gambling. Turn on internet and watching bad stuff in there. We need to stop. And we need to repent in our heart. But on God's side, what did he do? He sent the Bible to us to read. He sent the preacher like me to preach to you the word of God. And he also have the internet for you to listen to the sermon in the YouTube. He gave us the MP3 to listen so that we can get the word. And not only that, he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to take your sin from you. And he gave you the new clothing called the garment of righteousness. When you believe in Jesus and believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, you took off the cloth of sinner and put on the garment of righteousness that was bought by Jesus Christ. You become righteous by the blood of Jesus. That is what God did. Not only that, what God has done is to send the fire of God to burn sin, purge sin, and chaff in our life. I can become a holy man not by my own strength but by the fire of God. That's why our church welcomes the fire of God to burn all the junk out of us so that we can have a clean hand and we have a pure heart before the presence of the Lord. Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 to 6. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord, which means to meet the presence of God, and who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn an idol today may not be a statue. Most of us, the idol today, money, stock market, work, food, what else? Internet, golf, anything. In Thailand, yes, they have statue. They worship Buddha statue. But in America, people worship money, golfing, having fun, something else. So you must not lift your soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. This is, I hope that this is our generation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him who seek your face. I join this generation of Jacob. I am in the generation of those who seek the Lord. I came from Buddhist background. I worshipped idol before I became a Christian. I used to play all kind of animism, all kind of witchcraft. But after I gave my life to Jesus, I joined Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I joined a generation who seek the Lord. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm hungry and thirsty for the things of God. I seek the face of God. I want to know God more. I want the presence of God to come around me, to touch me, to fill my house. Look at David say again in Psalm, look at how many times he talked about seeking the face of God. Psalm 27, 7 to 9, Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. 
Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart say of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. King David recognized that every good thing that happened to his life, becoming a king, having a nice palace, winning all the battle, have all the money, all these things come from the help of the Lord. And he said, I'm not going to keep seeking those things. I'm going to seek you who bless me, who give me help. We don't seek money. We don't seek position. We don't seek reputation. We seek the Lord. We seek His face. Everyone say at the same time, I seek God's face. Your face. Oh Lord, I will seek. Let's repeat one more time. Your face, oh Lord, I will seek. We will seek the Lord. Our heart dedicated to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, 19 to 20 say, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, enter into the presence of God, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest, which means Jesus Christ, over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. All this scripture again and again, talking about draw near to God, seeking the face of God with a pure heart, with clean hands, with a clean conscience, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, with faith. Let us become that generation in America and all over the world. The generation that seek the face of God together. Amen? The generation that love the Bible, love the Holy Spirit, love the presence of God, wanted to do His will and repent easily, Love to worship the Lord like King David. We will not be ashamed of the Lord together. Let us honor him with our possession, with our life. That should be the generation we are in right now. And the Lord promises that he will open heaven over us. He is not a respecter of people. If God opens heaven over David, he will open heaven for us if we have the same kind of heart, a heart fully dedicated to the Lord. I pray that God will call you one day a man and a woman after my own heart. The book of Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35. All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. The name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. The Lord is there for us. What we need to do is to draw near to Him. Seek His face. Have a heart going after God. He is there. And when he, we draw near, he's going to draw near to us. His presence will be around us, and heaven will be open over us. Amen? Amen? I want to be that kind of believer. Heaven is open and connecting to me, over me, because my heart is fully dedicated to the Lord. In conclusion about David, Number one, David is a man after God's own heart. His heart has a divine nature inside, the image of God inside. That's why he blessed people. 
That's why he wants to build the temple. That's why he wants to draw, to bring the presence of God close to him. He's a true extravagant worshiper. He is a giver, generous giver. He gave to the Lord and he gave to the people who served him. He is a man of integrity. When he knew that he sinned against God, he repented right away. He did not give any excuse. He did not play game against the Lord at all. That kind of man. He loved the church. He loved God's people. He's the man who sought the face of God forevermore. All of his life, God come first to him. Amen? I'm going to read the last scripture here, last passage. Second Chronicles chapter 6, 19 to 27 is a long one. But this should be our prayer. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God. Listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you, that your eyes may be open toward the temple, toward the church today, day and night. How many people want God's eye to be open over you day and night? I want it, okay? Over the whole congregation and over our life individually. Toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which your servant prays toward this place. And may you hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel and Christians here. And when they pray toward this place, hear from heaven, open heaven, your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive. If anyone sins against his neighbor, and is forced to take an oath, and comes and takes an oath before your altar in this temple. Then hear from heaven, and act, and judge your servants, bringing retribution on the wicked by bringing his way on his own head, and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness. Or if your people Israel are defeated before an enemy, because they have sinned against you and return and confess your name and pray and make supplication before you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land which you gave to them and their fathers. When the heavens are shut up, we don't want that, <laughs> and there is no rain because they have sinned against you. You know, when you sin, you shut up heaven over you. And when they pray toward this place, confess your name and turn from their sin because you afflict them. Then hear in heaven. When we repent, God will hear from heaven. And forgive the sin of your servant, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk. And send rain on your land. And you have given to your people as an inheritance. My brothers and sisters, let us make a decision to be a man and a woman after God's own heart in the 21st century. Amen? One day, when we go to heaven together, we're all going to die one day. One day, we're going to stand before the Lord. And I hope to hear what he said to us this way. New Hope International Church and all those people who are under this ministry, I'm proud of you. You know, I record by the Holy Spirit a man after my own heart. His name is David. And in the 21st century, you all are like David. You are a man and a woman after my own heart. In the 21st, 22nd, oh no, 21st, we cannot live more than 100 years from now. Century is 100 years. We all will die before 100 years. Except some of you who is only maybe five years old. I expect to live another 55 years. You are in the 21st century. You're the man and the woman after my own heart. Congratulations. Come in 
and receive your reward. And that is your land. That is your estate. Some of you like mountain view with snow. Your estate, you can see the mountain view. Pasalao come in. You like Waikiki Beach, your home, your estate. You will see the ocean, and what is that mountain? The Diamond Head. Thank you. I forget now. The Diamond Head. God will prepare an estate for us, because we are the people who are faithful to the Lord. Amen. And while we are on earth here, heaven is open over us. Everywhere we go, we will be higher and higher, like an eagle. Everywhere we go, we will experience the great grace of God and the favor of God. Everywhere we go, God will work in the heart of people to support us and to help us. Everywhere we go, the devil cannot touch us. We will have victory over every spiritual warfare. We will have victory. All the time, everywhere we go, we're gonna see good breaks. We're gonna see victory and triumph in our life because heaven is open over our life and support us everywhere. Salvation belongs to us, and we are accumulating our rewards in heaven. Amen. It start with the heart here. A heart. After God's own heart, Amen. How many people say I want to be that person? How many people want to be called a man and a woman after God's own heart? Father, thank you so much for teaching us the life of this man David, recorded in the Bible. He was a good example to us. He was chosen to be the king. And we are kings and priests today, O oh Lord. And we want to carry the name of Jesus all over the world. He was Lord, the ancestor of Jesus Christ. But today, we are the children of Jesus Christ, who will bring the good news and the blessing of Abraham to this lost and dying world. Bless us, Lord. Open your heaven over us. Everywhere we go, you will support us. Your will shall be done. Your grace shall abound. Your favor will be upon our life. Your Holy Spirit will lead us, guide us, protect us. The shield of favor will surround us, over us, in front of us. On our side, behind us, and under us, Lord. Everywhere we go, Father, we shall be the blessing. We shall bring life to the society, to the people around us, Father. Your wisdom shall fill our heart. Thank you, Father. Keep us in good health. Give us a long life, good days, like you did to King David. To Abraham, to Moses, Father. Whenever our heart start to have corruption inside, correct us right away by your Holy Spirit. Help us to, to fear you, stand in awe before you, love you more than anything else. Help us to have a heart fully. Dedicated to you, seeking your face evermore. I will seek your face forever, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. For those who don't know the Lord Jesus in this room or watching the live stream, I would like to invite you. To become a child of the living God, very simple. Number one, you admit that you don't come from monkey. I know I don't come from monkey for sure. When I look at Pastor Da, I know she is not from monkey. She is beautiful. Amen. 
We come from the Creator. He created us. Don't believe in Charles Darwin. He's dead, but Jesus, our God, still alive. Two, you admit that you have sinned against God. Three, you say, God, forgive me of my sin. I want to be reconciled to you. I want to have relationship with you. And you say, I want. To have eternal life, I want to be in heaven for eternity. And number four, you say, God, forgive me of my sin and come into my life right now. If you do these four things, you shall be born again. Why don't you pray with me? If you want to do that, I will lead you to pray. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I have sinned against you. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse my sin. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. You were raised from the dead. On the third day, Lord Jesus, come into my life right now to be my God, my King, my Savior. From today on, I will serve you. Change my heart, O oh Lord, to be a person after Your own heart. I believe, as I repent today, and believe in the good news, my name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. From today on, I shall experience the superabundant life that you have paid for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name. I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I like to read one scripture before you leave, and some of you need to be prayed for. Second Timothy one six. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. The apostle Paul lay hand a lot, and he imparted the fire of God and the spirit of God into people. I learned one thing: I cannot be hungry for God and be on fire for God by my own strength. I need the Holy Spirit to help me, and that's why Apostle Paul said, "I lay hand on you. You have the Spirit, the gift of God, and fan that's the Spirit." Into flame, you receive the fire in the church, and you need to fan the fire into flame, so that you will be on fire for God, hungry for God all the days of your life, and you will not backslide and be lukewarm. You're on fire all the time, hungry for God all the time. Amen. So, if you want me to pray for you, I will pray, lay hand on you, and bless you. To impart the Holy Spirit into your life, Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Like you, want 
substitute more like you. One, two, more like you. Want to do more like you? So, work through. I want to be more like you. I want to more like you. Impartation. Impartation. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Fill with the Holy Spirit. To be more like you. <laughs> Touch. 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 To be more like. Come, come, stop! Chang, jump up! Fire! I want to be more like you. Fire! Fire! I be more like you. Yes, Lord. Your life will never be the same. The curse is broken. New life come in. The Holy Spirit work in your life. Filled fire, fire, filled, filled. Right now, feel right now. <laughs> feel right now. Be more like you. Filled, fire, blessing, the blessing of the Lord. The heart give you the new heart. May the Spirit give your heart a new heart. That fall in love with Jesus, fear the Lord, hate sin, love righteousness. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Fire, vessel, you flow through. Fire, be more like. You, the blessing of Abraham. <laughs> I want to be more like you. Fire. <laughs> more of the Holy Spirit. More like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. Vessel, you work through fire. Never be the same. I speak that the chains, the burdens, the jokes in your life must be destroyed by the anointing. Heaven. 
is open over you. May the Lord give you faith, the joy of faith, the to be more like you. Yes, Lord, touch them, feel them. I speak the blessing into your life, to your family, your son. Your daughter, I speak. Heaven is open over your home, your family life. I say that the enemy cannot touch your son, but the blessing of God flow in. In the name of Jesus, we trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.